0: The colour of that water is... so inviting, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> you just, just want to jump on it. <laughs> <absolutely
1: beautiful. laughs> wow. Have you ever dreamed of living on a paradise island? That's exactly what Yvonne Campbell will be doing for a whole year. Otherworld Travel presents Life in Barbados. A year on a paradise island. With everything that I say in my videos and I will say today is coming from my heart and from my soul. Yeah. I breathe Barbados.
0: <laughs> Welcome to episode two. I must say I've been really blown away by the response to the first episode. I wasn't expecting it. There have been so many people have been in contact in the last week. People say they would love to be able to do something like that, something they've always wanted to do. How did they go about doing it? And then there's others who are just simply loving hearing my stories and seeing the pictures on Instagram and so on, enjoying living vicariously through me just because they don't have much to do at the moment with the lockdown back home. This week, I've also had interviews with a number of travel magazines and websites talking about the move in the podcast, which has been really exciting. So make sure you do head over to my Instagram page, lifeinbarbados.podcast, and there you will get to see all photographs and videos that I'm sharing about my time here on this beautiful paradise island. And so this week, what an eventful week it's been. I've been really lucky that I've had the help of somebody called Chris Para from One Caribbean Estate's to help me find somewhere to live. So luckily, I was put in touch with Chris by some other colleagues who have met him before and he has really been able to help me work out where I want to live and find the perfect place for me. So the first decision was whether to stay on the West Coast or the South Coast. So there are other areas, but I think for me, whenever I did some reading around it, those were the two main areas that are shortlisted.
1: Hi, everyone. So I guess the best and most straightforward answer to your question is that the main difference between living South Coast or West Coast is really access to amenities and price points. The South Coast is very appealing to a younger crowd because the prices are are more competitive. Over the years, it's developed uh, as more of a tourism hub.
0: Chris then put together a number of amazing properties for me to go and view. Now, I must say they were pretty outstanding and they met all my needs. So everything that I said I needed, he got it right. However, I did get used to the sea views in the hotel that I was staying in before the sea breeze and the sounds of the waves were like a trance really. I really got used to just the, the whole kind of rhythm of the waves and the noise in the background. I just find it really calming. And I think after looking at some properties that didn't have beach views or didn't have the ocean view. I was determined to maybe find something that was directly on the beach itself. So one of the things I loved about Chris was it didn't matter if he didn't have something to match exactly what I wanted within my budget. And he went on a mission to find the perfect place for me and what a result. So just got my keys to the new place. I'm going to check out what it's like from the inside because I've only seen it from the outside so far. Let's see. What can I say? Actually living the dream? Wow. Oh, my God. Look at that. Beautiful high ceilings. The fans are going. We've got a breakfast area. Look at that wood. The wooden structure is stunning. And, oh, my God, that balcony. It is huge. Bigger than my whole apartment in Belfast, nearly. Look at these. Outdoor seating area. I can see myself sitting here with a rum and coke, enjoying the sunset. So you can actually head over to the Instagram highlights to check out the video itself and get a good look at my place. It's absolutely stunning. And look at that. You walk out from the master bedroom straight onto the balcony again, double hammock, which no doubt I'll be having a few naps in. And then look at that view at the very bottom of the garden. You've got access to the beach and the gorgeous turquoise ocean. So last night, I spent about an hour chatting to the owner and found out some really interesting things about the property. So it is a two-story plantation house and I've got the top floor apartment. So he bought the land about 40 years ago and it is surrounded by 10 160-year-old coconut trees that essentially act as a natural air conditioning unit. So one of the things I've been really surprised about is in the apartment, it's really cool compared to a lot of other structures that I've been in and other ones I've went to see. So it is all his own design. So the owner has designed every last detail. So it's set back from the sea quite a bit. And he said that was really purposeful to create like an open space and where you can actually enjoy the beautiful building from a distance from the beach. So, you know, a lot of the properties on this beachfront are kind of right up close to the beach. But whenever you walk past this, you can kind of see the house in all its splendor. And yes, I have been spending my evenings on the balcony, sipping rum and Cokes as I expected and watching gorgeous sunsets. So being in the West Coast, you can imagine the kind of sunset that you get to see. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Please do subscribe to Life in Barbados to follow my journey and never miss an episode. So a pretty exciting week so far, as you can tell. Only to then have an amazing experience with Nicholas Dean, who is known as the Bayesian warrior.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Barry. From St. Lawrence Gap. Barry is one of the vendors in this area and I have just had the privilege of meeting this gentleman here. So Barry is gap carry through all of his products and Barry says Andy Folks man. Yeah. Welcome into Barbados and yeah, stuff, I'm you know. Into Barbados, man. Yeah. This is my stuff here. Yeah. And I'm here like every day. Every day in St. Lawrence Gap. We're ready for you. We have everything in place, but yeah. you do it when you feel sick.
0: So on Saturday I had the pleasure of catching up with Nicholas. We went for a beautiful beach walk on the west coast.
1: My mission is to bring joy. That's what I try to do. My, that's what my videos originally started. I just start on the beach, wishing people good morning.
0: So I came across some of his posts on various Barbados Facebook pages, and I knew I just had to have him on the podcast. Nicholas it is great to be chatting to you. We spent a few hours on Saturday exploring some of the finest beaches on the west coast. My feet got a great natural pedicure from all the barefoot walking in the sands and I definitely topped up my tan. It's great chatting to you today again.
1: Yeah it's great to be here as well and pleasure was all mine.
0: So you seem to have hundreds of videos on your youtube channel showing us all the beaches, bays and coves around Barbados. So I'm wondering if you can tell us why you made the videos and what inspired them. Okay,
1: um, first of all, I breathe and live Barbados um, from my childhood. You know, the beauty of it, I never get accustomed to it. You know, I I still go ooh and ah many times, you know, when I crest certain hills and see certain sceneries. It's because I, I have a real appreciation for nature and for beauty. The reason I started these videos, originally I started them just as a good morning greeting to some of my friends on Facebook. Um, I would go to different spots um, that I was walking or find different areas just to do a quick little video just to say good morning to everyone. Hi again guys, um, I'm out on the Oystens Fishing Pier. Uh, I was asked by one of my followers to do actually Oystens Town, but Fishing Pier was something on my schedule for a little while now. I have quite a few friends in Canada and England and all, actually all over the place. There are a lot, lot more now. And the inspiration came when people started to actually ask me, um, where the videos, you know, we look forward to it every morning. And then also some of my friends from Barbados actually said that they look forward to it. And it, that shocked me in a way because Barbados uh, is right on their doorstep. But, you know, sometimes you don't see things that other people can see through their eyes. The Momentum group, uh, where I started joining some groups, um, I was actually invited into a group of some friends of mine it's called Canadians in Barbados. I like to mention that name because I like to sort of like give um, credit to where... This all came from, um, you know, they're the ones who inspired me, positive uh, insights and some recommendations as well. Um, started me on the journey that I'm presently on. It really took off from there. I've always wanted to share the coastline, of the island. I've never had the opportunity to do so because of work commitments. And I guess really I wasn't in the frame of mind to bring it the way I'm presently bringing it. You know, since COVID came in, I lost my job like many others in the field that I was in. You know, I've had the time to be on my own and to live with myself and find the peace that I had sort of lost. From that time on, I have felt this desire to share love, happiness, lift spirits and give a sign of hope to everyone around me.
0: So how would you describe the beaches to somebody who's never seen them before?
1: I would like to go coastline, really. Um, I'm going to start the West Coast where we walked the other day. Um, West Coast is very placid conditions usually. Um, That is only affected by North swells. Um, or you can get some chop from the north wind. So, I would say for swimming in calm, beautiful waters, I would say the west coast is most definitely the coastline. Um, it also offers lengthy beaches. If you time your walks right, you can walk from pretty much Spikestown right up to Bridgetown. And how many
0: beaches have you been on? Every one. And how Everyone, many are there?
1: I would have to count them to be honest We don't have a physical count of them, but I've done every, whether it be a permanent beach or whether it be a seasonal beach, which yeah. at certain times a year, I've been there and I've shown those areas. Even when they don't have sand, I've said, you know, this area fills sand in June, for example, yeah. or whatever. Because I'm trying to paint a true picture. Just one area I can think in particular that you may have to go around, and that's um, just like as you hit Merlin Bay, you then have to go around, unless you want to go chest deep or shoulder deep in water. And then you can still get around it. The sand down there is very powdery and very soft. The sea, as I said, it is crystal clear, the visibility the west coast. As you work your way around onto the south coast is where you start to get with motion. Granulation of the sand actually changes as well. It starts to get a little coarser. Not much coarser. There are some very powdery beaches on the south coast as well. But in general, the sand does get a little coarser. And the sea conditions, as I said, there's a lot more um, water movement in the sea it is still very good for swimming however it is affected by more of the more swells it picks up south swells east swells and northeast swells and the winds are usually always felt on the south coast it is not as calm as the west and the water is not usually as as clear as the west coast because there is a lot of sand movement on the south coast you then work your way around the southeast that's where you start to see the brute force of nature from the time you get around silver sands long beach and work your way around the southeast you'll find everything changes like the south and unlike the west there are small coves or individual coves that make up the coastline Unlike the south the southeast coast has cliffs so you get the feeling of lost treasure island when you're on those beaches so if you want natural beauty and just to get away from it all um southeast side but i would like to mention this is also where you see it becomes sort of like challenging I would say challenging even for those that know how to swim in pools and stuff, because you see it's completely different with the currents and the winds, and up there is where you start to get the raw power. Once you work your way onto the East Coast, then you start losing cliffs, and you start to get the long areas like Bashamon, Catwash, and Martins Bay. Now that is where the sand changes color, probably like a medium color brown. Very, very hot in the sunshine time. And then you also have seas that I term as dangerous, not not challenging, but dangerous. Uh, You do not want to swim on that coastline uh, unless you are with knowledgeable local people or have been instructed by knowledgeable local people. You do not want to mess with the east coast of the island. So keep that for picture-taking. For long, long walks, there is a section from Bashba. You can walk um, to the east to Martins Bay along the cliff areas, probably the most picturesque area on the island. Or you can then walk to the north, which would take you right down to uh, Long Pond and Lakes, which is like the last part of the, the beaches on the east side of the island. That is a beautiful walk. And then you come to the northern cliffs and the northwestern cliffs, back into cliffs again, um, very few beaches, power of the ocean is very, very noticeable on the cliffs down there. That pretty much wraps up the, the coastline conditions.
0: Thinking about Saturday, I didn't see any lifeguards in the beaches. Am I right in thinking that the beaches aren't manned by lifeguards, which is why I suppose you need to pay extra particular attention to the conditions?
1: There are actually some lifeguard um, huts on the west coast, well, on all the coastlines. Um, they're no longer in the Bashaba and Catawash area. They used to have them there before, but um, lifeguard huts yeah, on that side used to encourage people to swim, which was not a good thing, really. So they discontinued. I don't know why they discontinued it, but I'm actually glad to see that that's not there because a lifeguard hat sort of like gives you an element of safety. Yeah, there's some lifeguard hats in the major areas on the West Coast and on the South Coast of the island. And they have free Wi-Fi, incidentally. So if you do see a lifeguard hat on the coastlines, you can just hop right in front of them and do some work or, um, you know, just browse browsing that or send some pictures to your loved ones who are envious of you being here.
0: So the other thing in our walk on Saturday that really struck me was a really distinctive smell on parts of the beach and you gave me a really good explanation and insight into that.
1: All the coasts do to be honest with you. um, The east coast has um, you know that smell of sea spray and an absolute freshness and you know they differ but the west coast has a unique smell that's associated with the Manchineal tree. Um, That tree is deadly. I would like to caution you. There are a lot, most of them have a red hoop around the actual bark of the tree to indicate danger. And there are signs spotted along the west coast. But there are some that are on private properties that are not noted. Really want you to pay special attention to those. Manchino tree has a blistering effect. It has a little small greenish-yellow, I would say like a berry. It looks something like a miniature apple. Those are deadly. Uh, I know a lot of people who have picked them up just to look at them and suffered severe burns, uh, blisters on their hands. And I actually know a couple of people that took and bit it. Um, they did survive, but it was a traumatic experience. Those trees are so, so um, blistering that if you stand under them when it's raining, you will get blistered terribly. Um, if you touch your bark when you're going by just to support um, you will also get blistered. If you are on the West Coast, first thing I would like you to do if you can is familiarize yourself with what a match shield tree looks like. So if there are no red hoops around it, that you are very aware of what it is and what to stay away from. They're brilliant shade trees. Everyone uses them for shade on the West Coast, but that is in dry conditions. Wet conditions, or if you see berries, you know, scraping away with a, a some piece of stick or something and then put down your towel. Don't put your towel on top of the berries because They do juice, and the juice will come through your towel and will blister you. So just be aware of them. Um, Although they're dangerous, I am one that advocates to keep the trees because they do give the West Coast that uniqueness. So um, I would like to see them get, but please make yourself very aware of them for time you hit the West Coast beaches.
0: So I took some photographs of those on Saturday and I will put those into my show notes so people can have a look at those so people can make sure they understand what they look like uh, whenever they come across them.
1: I do the same thing on my site Anytime that I'm doing a West Coast beach with any of my videos. um, I usually do mention imagineale whether it's in words in the video or in the description because it is something you need to be very aware of.
0: And I think my advice to anyone is if they're going to check out a beach in Barbados, go onto your site and search for the particular beach that they're going to and they'll find out all about it, what to look out for and things like that. I'm surprised how far we've managed to walk without having, you know, having to go on the road or anything like that. Well, right now the
1: tide is um, low as well. Yeah. So we're sort of like getting around points where we wouldn't. Be at, well, I wouldn't be able to get on that take off the shoes for sure. Sure. But uh, it's just so much easier to be walking again. You know, yeah, so. it's great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's really nice. You're course, You can walk for miles and miles. As like I said, you know, it's all your preference because you know someone got a little upset with me out there when I said about how. I prefer the South Coast, South Coast, Grand Descos. You know, they thought that, you know, maybe I was trying to scare people's uh, attention from anywhere else, but that's not the
0: case. So could you tell us if there's any restrictions to the public whenever it comes to beaches in Barbados?
1: There are no restrictions to public. Barbados has no private beaches whatsoever. There are a few that may appear that way because of the geographical surroundings. There are little coves where sand settles. And at certain times the year, you can actually walk the entire length of the beach on sand um, around these little coves. However, many times um, you can only get to those coves by going through maybe to show deep of water. Therefore, it looks as though they're private. But if you wanted, you can swim around the point and on that beach for the entire day and and no one can really tell you anything about being on that beach. There's something called a high water mark in Barbados. There's a law that extends to the property owners on the coastlines. They actually have control over the beach between their home property and the high water mark. That doesn't mean they can stop you from going there. It just means that they can sort of like restrict any building, uh, whether it be temporary or whatever. If you want to put up a structure for a day, you really need to seek their permission. And the NCC who would seek the permission. There's no restrictions here. You can, you can lay anywhere on the beach.
0: That's really good. And one of the things I liked about on our walk was we were wandering down by the Sandy Lane properties. And whilst they're very exclusive properties, actually the beach outside is the same beach that everyone can use. Or the sun loungers, mind you. You obviously can't use the sun loungers that belong to the hotel. But I really like that, that it's accessible to everyone. Hi,
1: right, this is Lane Beach. Nice. This is a beautiful, beautiful beach. So,
0: Sandy Lane is famous for its hotel, is yes, that right? Is
1: for sure. The two hotels, Sandy Lane, real Sandy Lane Hotel, and then there's one called One Sandy Lane. Oh,
0: there's two different ones
1: then. Yeah. Well, right. One Sandy Lane is an offspring a of this. It's not through the same business or anything. It's ah. know, called a million sales where Rihanna has one of her fondos. Okay. Um, But Sandy Lane and anything in the immediate area is the up market for sure, you know. Yeah. A default, so. Yeah, that can spend some money and enjoy themselves, you know. Wow. We all can do that, but we have to do it <laughs> our limits, you know.
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: you can use all the beach in front of it and, you know, anywhere on the beach is fine.
0: Can you tell us about some of your special go-to beaches, bays or coves?
1: Well, I don't have too many of those. Um, first of all, I would say that all of the beaches, um, depending on what time of year, um, the, the volume of people on the beaches. And also the weather conditions. All of the beaches are amazing. Um, I have actually found out more in my travels in this uh, last three months when I was doing the coastlines of the island um, because right now it's very, very quiet in the island. And a lot of beaches that is just used to shun away because of their popularity and because the crowds on them um, in my personal life. I was actually able to go and spend time on now because it's very, very quiet. Every beach sort of like has its own group of people that are regulars on that beach. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been of years I've been on the beach. I've been on the beach all of my life. You know, I'm one well, of the only family members that didn't get into a different uh, area of sugar sugar industry. Yeah. So I went straight on to the beach, which I started like surfing and everything else. And, I have been on all these beaches somewhere or these guys have been somewhere else and I come here. So usually when I walk the West Coast, the guys will hail me up and also they've seen me around or, you know, so we, we have a, I have a real good rapport with everyone, but there are different cultures, there's one beach culture, but there are different ways that people react in different sections of the island and the beaches.
0: Right. And that is
1: actually what makes it as interesting as the actual geographics of it because, you know, you go there and you live that day and you go next beach on the south coast for example it's totally different you know right. the environment's different the cultures different people are different all of them are very very special i'm not saying that because i'm and I'm, I'm saying that from my heart which i try to do all the time but my preferred beaches because they have proven to me over the years to hit the reset button for me in my life don't carry that thought with me and be rid of it would be herring bay on the west coast is undoubtedly my favorite west coast beach um herring bay is, is a very very calm area the section that i like of herring bay is like slightly to the north of it where there's a lot of shallow reef um therefore you don't get any watercraft um you don't get a lot of people come out there swimming really because it's not really best for swimming you have some little pool areas that you can go in and cool down and stuff my personal preference is is to get away from everyone um when i have downtime and it's not because I don't like people. It's just is a, the work that I was in. I was so actively involved with people that when I have my time, I just want to get away from it all. Um, on the South Coast, I have a place called um, Worthing Beach. I, I call all that strip there Sandy Beach, but it's actually Worthing Beach. And that is where I have met lifelong friends, people that are not friends anymore, that are my family. And they see their swimming there is ideal is because it's surrounded by a natural lagoon at low tide you can actually walk on your reef on the out, outer side of the lagoon you'll find turtles in there as well uh you know because of the outer reef band no matter how rough you see conditions get you can go there and swim safely um, there is a lovely current that pulls not very strongly but from the east of that beach right down to the west of that beach you can just go into the lagoon at the eastern end and you can float right down to the western end just gradually and slowly and take in the beauty of the coastline. But the other ones uh, would be on the southeastern side. Um, I would say Silver Sands for sure, because I I grew up on Silver Sands Beach among so many others. And then when you hit the east coast, I would say Palmetto Bay, which is virtually unknown to most people because they go to Bottom Bay, which is just to the southeast of there. I, I don't know how many of you get the opportunity to see my map or see my videos, but I do mention plus fours in them. I just want to clarify a plus four is somewhere where you do not go with this, you and your partner, or I don't recommend it. And you know, all these things are my opinions. They're not, not the public's or barbarous opinion, they're my opinions. Um, I wouldn't go to any of those places by yourself with your partner. Um, and it's not that th- there's something is gonna happen. It just is, it has the surrounding elements that could make it possible. And if you want to really go to beach here, you want to go and relax and be at peace and just shut your eyes and nod off if you want. So if you're doing that just with you and your partner, you know, you're sort of like exposing yourself to the, um, you know, to the surroundings. And then, you know, it, it could be a little risky. Uh, it doesn't allow you to really get peaceful. You have to be always alert. Whereas if you have some friends, you know, someone at some stage game is either get up to put on some sunblock to get a drink, to shake out their towel you know, to go a little cool down or whatever. So there's always someone that's alert. So, you know, um, that way then you can truly relax and enjoy it.
0: Now, that's a really good tip, Nicholas. And I must say you're very diplomatic there. You went through each of the, <laughs> each of the coasts and mentioned one of your favorite places. Not that you have a favorite in each particular area. So
1: I love that. You know, living here on the island, you know, you, you have the opportunity to explore everywhere and the opportunity to see what you're looking for and then go back and enjoy it. All of my life, I've been an explorer of Barbados from the time I remember, from the time I have my license for sure, and that's 40 plus years ago. And you know, I've driven everywhere, I've covered every road on the island. I can't remember them all by name, but if you're me, drop me anywhere in the island and say, We'll find so and so from here, I will be able to find it. That's without a doubt. Basically, did the videos for that as well. I know how treasured your vacation time is. When I travel, my partner especially does a lot of research on everything before we leave, if we're not familiar with the area, so that when we get there, we know exactly what we want to do and that we can really put the time, the limited time we have, to the best purpose possible. So that's another reason for the videos I do as well. I do it my way because I want to do it with the passion that I have. I'm not into giving you history on years and dates of any any activities or any development, etc. I'll give you a general kind of knowledge of the time frame. But my main purpose for showing you all of my videos is to expose you the Barbados series yet. I call it beauty through my eyes and that that is what I like to bring to all of my videos.
0: That's amazing, Nicholas. And I think you've just identified a new YouTube series, which is Blindfold Nicholas and Set he gets to.
1: That actually would be nice. I wouldn't mind the challenge. That would be fun. I really want to expose Barbados as a local to a visitor because there are some visitors that have been coming here continuously um, who will, you know, will have explored the island. But there are many that just come here lay on the beach and don't get out. Of course, I'm biased because I'm Dajan. But, you know, I, I know I've heard people. I've heard people speak, of visiting here. You know, and I'm talking about people have come 40, 50 times. You don't come back somewhere 40, 50 times unless it's magical. Yeah. You just don't. And I, I really can't back it up with any figures. But I'm pretty sure that repeat keep visitors to Barbados is probably higher than anywhere else in the Caribbean. And, yeah. you know, and it's incredible. You come here, you you fall in love here, you don't leave here no matter what. So I just want to show you all of Barbados and from a locals point of view, so that you can uh, maybe plan your vacation differently and if you have been here many, many times, do it differently this time, you know, come back to Barbados and, and experience it the way that I experience it as a local. It's there's so much here. I'm very touchy surface myself and I, I'm exploring all the things.
0: My show notes can be found at life in com forward slash podcast and it's the fifth button down. There you'll find Nicholas's map that he put together of all the beaches bays and coves that he's come across across the island, as well as a link to his YouTube channel. So make sure you go and check them out. And remember, if you spot Nicholas on the beach, go and say hello. What I also really love, aside from the stunning views and a soft sandy beach at the bottom of the garden, is the sound of the place, especially at night. So you get the whistling frogs and crickets. Apparently it's the crickets. They rub their legs up against each other and that's what makes the noise. And then the waves. So listen to this. This is what I hear from my bedroom at night whenever I go to bed. I must say, I've never slept so well and for somebody who actually sleeps eight to ten hours a night anyway, that is saying something. If you're enjoying this show, I would be really grateful if you could also leave a review again on the same link. Life-in-barbados.com forward slash podcast the eighth button down on there will give you the details of how to do this. And remember, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Next week, well, I don't know what next week's show is going to be about. That all depends on what I do over the next seven days and I haven't got much planned yet, but I'm sure I will. So make sure you tune in to find out what I'm up to.
1: Make sure you subscribe to Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Go to life-in-barbados.com forward slash subscribe.